Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love Good morning, church As you know, probably I got to spend last weekend in Arizona. Got to hang out with our snowbirds. Shout out, snowbirds. Love you. I also got to spend some time with my grandma who lives there and my aunt and uncle. And I adore my aunt and uncle who are there. Uh, my, my aunt Donna is very special to me. We have a lot in common. And one of those things that we have in common is we both love to read. I wish, though, that I could read as many books as she does. That's actually my goal for retirement someday, when I may be a snowbird myself, <laughs> that I'll read as much as my Aunt Donna. But she reads way more than I do, and it's, so it's almost a guarantee that any book that I have read, she's probably already read it, with a slew of her own books as well. Uh, but last weekend, I was very thankful for that fact. Because I asked her if there was a specific book that she ha may have read that I couldn't finish. I had started this specific book three separate times, only to quit every single time. Each time I read a little further and a little further into the book, but I just couldn't stick with it. It was too long, too, too long, <laughs> overly wordy, and then I just didn't really connect with the characters. But I've had this goal of never quitting a book. And I just failed at my own goal. And I've been frustrated with myself since the last time I set that book down for the last time. Now let me be clear. I have many projects that I start and are awaiting for me to finish them someday. Maybe that'll happen, maybe not. Uh, so this isn't a goal of always finishing everything. This is a goal of finishing reading a book. <laughs> With books and a lot of TV shows and movies, I just can't bring myself to quit. I refuse to fall asleep and miss the end of a movie. I will rarely stop watching a TV show, even if it turns out to be super dumb and pointless. <laughs> Somehow, if I quit these things, I feel like a quitter. So this particular book that I chose to be a quitter on after my third attempt at reading it has haunted me this past year. Not just because it was the one that made me be a quitter, but also because I was still a little curious about the storyline. There were these two main storylines that would, inevitab would inevitably come back together, but I never made it to that point in the plot where they came together. So I've always been curious about how it happened. And so, of course, 
I asked my Aunt Donna, have you read this book? And I was very thankful when she said that she had, and in fact, she loved it. She did admit that it was too long, so that was very validating, but she had, did love the story. And then she filled in all of my curiosity about how the story progressed. I learned through her retelling of the story and me still enjoying the story through her lens that it was okay that I changed my mind. It was okay that I no longer worked towards something that wasn't bringing me joy. In our text today, Jesus uses a metaphor to tell us that he is the vine and we are branches and God is the gardener or the vine grower. Jesus describes this basic understanding of branches staying connected to the vine in order to bear fruit. And that sometimes branches that don't produce fruit need to be pruned or cleaned in order to help make them more fruitful and productive. What comes to mind for you when it comes to producing fruit? What is it that makes you energized and motivated to work? What do you want? What are your goals? All too often, some of us have been shamed from asking these questions. We've been told not We've been told that to focus on ourselves and what we want is selfish. That we need to live for others and be selfless. To live for maybe our families or others to make sure that they have enough. If this rings true for you, let's take a look at verse 11 one more time. Sarah, will you advance, please? Thank you. Jesus says, I have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and that your joy may be complete. Joy. Jesus wants us to have our own joy. A few chapters before this, Jesus says that he came so that people may have life and have it abundantly. God cares that we have an abundant life filled with joy. Yes, God wants that for your family too, but not at the expense of your joy. So what would bring you joy? What goal could you have that would multiply your joy? What would make your life abundant and bring you hope. Know that Jesus cares about your goals and wants you to be filled with his joy. Our goals can be life-giving and exciting and a good reason to get up in the morning, but they can also be draining and challenging and difficult. I've heard that great lives are wrought with conflict, obstacles standing in the way of what we want. 
and our task is to rise to the occasion, to become someone capable of, of overcoming those challenges. A word that I keep coming back to over and over again is resiliency. The ability to withstand difficulties or obstacles, to be flexible and to recover quickly from adversity. This is energizing to me to reflect on this word, but a little overwhelming. But the good news, the best news, is that we cannot do it alone. We are not designed to do it alone. A branch cannot produce any fruit if it is not connected to the vine. Our culture values independence and individuality, but this passage is encouraging us to be dependent on the vine, to stay connected to Jesus the vine and our vine grower God. The Gospel of John, which is where our passage is from today, uses the word abide 40 times. It's nearly half of what's in the entire Bible. So 40 times is very significant. And in this first part of our reading, a mere five verses, the word abide is used five times. Five times in five verses, abide to live, to remain, to dwell, to stay with, to keep with, abide. Abiding in Jesus, staying connected to the vine, makes us fruitful. Dear ones, you are a branch made to bear fruit. You are made to do something with this life to work towards something, to be filled with the joy of the Lord. But we cannot do this apart from Jesus. We are designed to stay connected to Jesus so that his joy may be in us. Immediately, right after Jesus tells us this, he tells us that our full life of joy comes from loving one another as Jesus has loved us. In fact, he says it twice. Loving one another the way that God loves us is the fruit that God wants us to produce. God, the great gardener, is caring for us and cleaning us so that we may love one another. And this is a clear distinction from the golden rule as you may have learned it. These words from Jesus are a new commandment. It's not the golden rule that says, love others the way you want to be loved. It's not even the updated version of love others the way they want to be loved. This commandment from Jesus is to love others the way Jesus has loved us. Loving others with full acceptance, real care and provision, not based on our feelings or free time or motivation. 
if we truly abide with Jesus, if we truly seek to have a relationship with God, our vine grower, then joy, true joy is in us. And we can see the fruits of this labor, the tangible fruits of abiding in Jesus. Because God's joy in us will produce fruit that loves others with the love of God. God's joy in us will produce fruit that serves others with the love of God. God's joy in us will produce fruit that accepts and validates and fights for all people for the love of God. So what goal could multiply your joy? What would make your life abundant and bring you hope? What goal will you strive for and work towards to bring God's love to others? What fruits of our lives could show others that they matter to God? God wants us to have an abundant life, a life full of joy. When we feel the desire to have a goal, a mission, a task, an aspiration, a plan, know that God's desire for each of us is to stay close to Jesus the vine and bear the fruit of loving others. Our own goals may bring satisfaction, or they may show us that we've been striving in the wrong direction. Stephen Covey once wrote, Many of us in life will climb a ladder only to realize at the end it was leaning against the wrong wall. If you find yourself on the wrong wall, I pray that you have the resiliency and the flexibility to choose a new ladder. Choose a new goal to work towards. Starting again may be more difficult than starting the first time, but you were made to have an abundant life. So keep working and moving towards becoming the person that you want to be, a person who abides with Jesus, a person who has the joy of Jesus within them, a person who bears the fruit of loving others the way God has loved you. You'll never fail in your goals if you cling to the fact that you were made to bear fruit that brings God's love to others. God wants you to have a joy-filled, abundant life. And though you may quit some goals or decide to no longer work towards finishing those books, you have not failed if you have remained in Jesus and shown his love to others. So do not be afraid of failing at goals. Do not hold on to guilt for not finishing a book or quitting a goal. Look for ways to draw near to our Savior, to abide, to truly live with and in Jesus so that his joy may be complete in you regardless of the joys of the goals that you are working towards. Whatever ladders you find yourself on, 
whatever goals you are working towards. I pray that they bring you abundant joy and bear the fruit of loving others. Thanks be to God. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.